With all the recent commitments the Gamecocks have gotten as of late, you may be wondering, where does the Gamecocks recruiting board currently stand at this time with their remaining targets? And how will the numbers work out in the end? I'll be discussing all that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Lyon, and we're going to be continuing the discussion of recruiting on today's show, and while I'm not going to be talking about any commitments that the Gamecocks have gotten per se, I am going to try and do my best on today's show to sort of update South Carolina's recruiting board, at least as how I see it at this time. And so on today's show, I'm going to go over the current commitments that the Gamecocks have, and then talk about some of the remaining offensive and defensive targets, talking about how many players at particular positions maybe the Gamecocks want to take, and how many players overall the Gamecocks might need to take in this class at the end based on the current numbers on the roster regarding super seniors, seniors, and draft-eligible juniors or sophomores on the roster. So that's what I'm going to be covering on today's show. Before I get started, as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecocks sports coverage. Okay, so... Let's start off with sort of how the next month or so is going to play out for South Carolina. Now, in the month of July and early August, we are probably not going to see as many commitments, at least from a sheer number perspective, like the Gamecocks got back in June for a couple of different reasons. First of all, obviously, South Carolina literally got 12 or 13 prospects in the last month and a half, and Because of this, they've pretty much already got about half of a regular class locked up. So that's one reason. But another reason that's very important to remember is that right now, the coaches are currently in a dead period, which means that they cannot have any face-to-face contact with any prospects. Now, they can message prospects, and I believe they can even call or even FaceTime them, but they cannot have any person-to-person contact all the way up throughout July the 24th. Now, despite this dead period, there are still a lot of important announcements that are going to be coming up this month, starting off with Dylan Lonergan, who is a four-star prospect for the 2023 cycle, who will be announcing on July the 12th. Now, if you missed my conversation with John Garcia yesterday, It's pretty much down to South Carolina, Stanford, and Alabama. And while I'm not going to be able to fully get into this discussion on today's show, I will admit right now I have heard some smoke that Alabama seems to be trending now for the four-star two-sport athlete out of Brookwood High School in Georgia. So this one may end up coming down to South Carolina and Alabama At the end of the day, you've also got Jaden Greathouse, wide receiver out of Texas, four-star prospect. The Gamecocks got him on an official visit 
early in June. He has been a heavy Notre Dame lean, however, for the majority of this year. And it seems like the Irish are going to probably end up getting his commitment more likely than not when he commits on July 15th. And then you've also got four-star wide receiver Carmelo Taylor, who we've talked about before on the show, out of Roanoke, Virginia. Now, South Carolina jumped in with an offer, I believe, late in May and immediately leapfrogged up to the top of his list in terms of contenders for his commitment. But since South Carolina jumped in and got an official visit from him on the weekend of June 10th, the Virginia Tech Hokies, the home state team, seem to have really made a big push here for the four-star wideout, who has also performed very well in track and field. So this one also seems like a recruiting bout that is also going to come down to the wire. I admittedly have no real good idea where this one could be leaning, so we'll just have to wait and see how things play out with that one. And, of course, we've also got Oluwatisan Babale, the four-star offensive tackle, out of Hyattsville, Maryland, who is going to be committing on July 31st. Again, I talked with John Garcia Jr. on my show with him the other day about him as well. And this one could also seemingly come down to the home state school, which in this case is, of course, Maryland or South Carolina with Ohio State also lurking in the background as well, based on what John Garcia told me on yesterday's show. So those are the important announcements to sort of keep an eye out for if you're a South Carolina Gamecock fan who really likes to pay attention to recruiting for the next couple of weeks. Now, South Carolina also has a couple of other targets where there's serious mutual interest, but there hasn't been any official commitment date set yet by either of these guys. On offense, you've got interior offensive lineman Marquis Anderson out of Dorman High School in Roebuck, South Carolina. South Carolina has been pushing here for a very long time now. It was viewed originally as a South Carolina-Clemson battle when this recruitment really started to take off late last year, but... At this point, I would probably say this recruitment's down to South Carolina and North Carolina. Now, North Carolina did get Marquis Anderson's teammate, DJ Geth, this past weekend. And so this could end up having now a little bit more of an interesting twist in regards to that. However, Marquis does not seem like to me that he would be a full-blown package deal with DJ Geth to North Carolina. I still feel really confident about South Carolina's chances here. And I've mentioned plenty of times now, I could see him make an announcement at any point during this month. He could do it out of the blue without really telling anybody. So Marky Anderson will be one to keep an eye on going forward. On defense, you got edge prospect Monty Grams out of Sumter High School in Sumter, South Carolina. Another four-star prospect and a big-time priority target here. The Gamecocks desperately need to get an edge defender in this cycle. They have missed out on a couple of other targets that they were going after up to this point and are in some other contested battles with guys like Chandavian Bradley out of Missouri. But again... Those battles are a lot more muddy. But this one right now is pretty clearly in South Carolina's favor. Montique Ramps being a home state kid. South Carolina has been really pushing hard here. And he kind of falls in the same circumstances as Marquis Anderson. He's not very, he's not someone that posts a whole lot on social media. I could see him kind of making a spur of the moment announcement as well sometime this month or early in August. You've also got defensive lineman Xavier McLeod, a four-star prospect out of Camden High School. Again, talked about Xavier McLeod with John Garcia Jr. on yesterday's show as well. And John Garcia did say that this did seem like a recruitment where 
it seems like Xavier McLeod is not really rushing anything, that he's going to go through the entire process and probably carry this throughout the season. And while that may come off as a really bad sign for South Carolina, I still do believe that South Carolina is ultimately going to be tough to beat here. Uh, obviously, LSU, Texas A&M, and Michigan have made some big pushes here recently, and Michigan really seems to have made an impression on Xavier, but I got to feel that the proximity to home here is going to win out at the end of the day. And then, of course, there's three-star athlete Vakari Swan out of Georgia. He really enjoyed his official visit to South Carolina the weekend of June 24th through the 26th, and he could end up being the final piece to this defensive back class that South Carolina has been building up so far this cycle. I would definitely pay attention to him over the coming weeks to see if maybe he decides to make an announcement because if he did as of right now, I would like South Carolina's chances there as well. Now, in just a few moments, I'm going to talk about a few more prospects where there is some mutual interest, but maybe the interest is not as strong However, they are still on South Carolina's board. Who are these targets I'm referring to? I'll tell you more about that after I pass along a quick message from my friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information where you'll find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including college football and NFL futures, regular season Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC all the way to boxing. BetOnline acts as a continuous source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and much, much more. So be sure to head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so let's talk about a couple prospects now where there's some moderate mutual interest, where things could sort of pick up as time wears on. Starting off with three-star offensive tackle, Jatavius Shivers. Now, with South Carolina missing out on offensive line target DJ Geth, losing him to North Carolina this past weekend, they're going to have to now probably try to find another offensive lineman to pursue along with Bob Allade and Anderson, as I believe South Carolina wants to get at least five guys in this class in terms of the offensive line. Shivers definitely fits this bill. He's a guy that Greg Atkins and South Carolina are very interested in. He did commit to Vanderbilt back on June the 18th, but has since then backed off of that commitment, showing obviously that it seems like he wants to take a little bit more time to see if that's really where he wants to go. I think if South Carolina were to make a really big push here, they could definitely get Shivers over Vanderbilt. No offense to Vanderbilt, but if South Carolina wants him bad enough, I don't really believe that Vanderbilt will be able to put up much of a fight here. So he'll be one to watch moving forward. You've also got four-star wide receiver Aiden Williams from Mississippi, who I've talked about before as well. Now, as of this moment, I would still classify him as a heavy lean to the Ole Miss Rebels based on what I have seen. But again, South Carolina does probably need another wide receiver in this high school recruiting class. And they like Aiden Williams a lot. Aiden Williams has a little bit of a bigger frame to him, kind of like CJ Adams does as well. And I think they would like to add another wide receiver like that in this class. So they are most certainly not going to give up here, even though it definitely seems like right now it is an uphill climb. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you've got a defensive tackle named Elijah Davis, whom I have not mentioned at all up to this point in the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. 
But Davis is going to be one to keep an eye on moving forward. Davis is currently a JUCO defensive tackle that is at East Mississippi Community College over in Mississippi, of course. And while on three here says that Alabama and Ole Miss are the two main teams for Elijah Davis, I have heard and seen that it seems like that Alabama and South Carolina are the two main teams that are pushing here. And he is from Wagner Sally, South Carolina. So he's a home state kid. So, obviously, I think that South Carolina would really like to be able to pull him back, and it would definitely be nice to get him because you don't know what's going to happen with Alex Huntley. Zach Pickett's more than likely will be going on to the NFL after this year as well, and there's a lot of upperclassmen in the two deep at South Carolina at this time regarding the defensive tackle position. So, you have to believe South Carolina would like to get a guy like Elijah Davis. And then, of course, you've got edge defenders Chandavian Bradley and Xavion Hardy, whom I kind of alluded to earlier. Chandavian Bradley right now still seems to be viewed as a Tennessee lean at this time, but Texas A&M and South Carolina are a part of that final three, and both are pushing really hard here. It did seem like that Bradley has enjoyed his last couple of visits he has taken to Columbia. So we'll have to see how this recruitment plays out moving forward. I imagine this one could go all the way to early signing day. You've also got four-star edge defender Xavion Hardy. Now his final three is Florida, South Carolina, and Liberty. This has mainly been a Florida-South Carolina battle in recent weeks. And as I've seen on On3's recruiting prediction machine recently, it seems like that Florida has once again regained the upper hand in Xavier Hardy's recruitment. Again, South Carolina I don't think needs to get multiple edge defenders in this class. While they would like to, for sure, I would have to imagine that if they have to only take one or they could only get one out of this group it would be Montique Rams so Xavion Hardy while he is there and there is some moderate mutual interest I don't think that would be the absolute worst case if South Carolina lost out on Xavion Hardy okay now some targets for South Carolina are technically in the game but there is really some low mutual interest between both parties you've got wide receiver Tyler Williams out of Lakeland High School in Lakeland, Florida. Tyler Williams did take an official visit to South Carolina back on June 14th, and he seemed to really enjoy his visit, but Tyler Williams has been a very heavy Georgia lean for a long time now, and you've had experts like Chad Simmons who have put in a prediction for the Bulldogs to eventually land Tyler Williams. So I have to imagine at this point that he probably will end up committing to the Bulldogs, and this one is kind of, I, I hate to say, a lost recruiting battle. You've also got Caden Lee, who is a three-star wide receiver out of Kennesaw, Georgia. Now, this picture right here, if you're watching on YouTube, says that South Carolina currently leads for Caden Lee. I do not believe that to be the case whatsoever. I've seen a lot more videos and news articles that gives me reason to believe that Oklahoma is the favorite here and really seems to be the team that has pushed the hardest for him. Now, South Carolina has stayed in touch with Caden Lee, it seems, throughout this process. But again, this is not exactly a recruiting battle that I am tracking really hard at this time because it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot going here. And then there's a couple of other targets where South Carolina doesn't really seem to be pushing right now, but they could down the line. And the first one I'm going to discuss is wide receiver Daedron Zipperer out of Lakeland High School in Lakeland, Florida. He has teammates with 2023 four-star wide receiver Tyler Williams. Now, 
he has sort of pretty much gone all over the map in terms of his final group. He's got heavy interest in Central Florida. He's got heavy interest in Pittsburgh. He's even shown a lot of interest in BYU. South Carolina did make his final six group. But ever since South Carolina offered Daedron Zipper back in the spring, I haven't been really hearing a whole lot since then or seen a whole lot online. So it does seem like that Zipper is kind of sort of a backup plan at wide receiver if South Carolina really wants to get one of these high school prospects. And then you've got four-star wide receiver Devin Hyatt, who's originally out of Irmo, South Carolina, but currently plays for IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. Now, you can see here on three screen prediction machine has Tennessee as the current leader with South Carolina being in second place. This recruitment has been an interesting one to say the least. South Carolina was supposed to get an official visit from Devin Hyatt back on June the 24th. And then Devin Hyatt all of a sudden canceled his official visit but yet he hasn't scheduled any others during the summer, at least, that I have seen. So I'm not going to speculate on today's show why that is the case. If maybe some interest has fallen off from the staff. But I have to admit, I have not seen a whole lot mentioned about Devin Hyatt since his official visit got canceled. Which does lead me to believe that one, something did happen behind the scenes. So... For this reason, right now, I'm going to categorize him as one that the staff doesn't seem to be pushing for as much. But again, things could reignite here later on in the process. Now, in just a few moments, I'm going to discuss the players and potential players who could be leaving South Carolina after this next football season and how that is going to affect the potential numbers and thus change where South Carolina needs to get a few more commitments, whether it's from high school recruiting or from the transfer portal. Before I jump into that, I have a quick word from my friends over at LinkedIn. Now, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, and I got to say, in South Carolina, I've been feeling every bit of the sun's UV rays recently. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you to find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Yes, that's right, for free. Myself being a recent college graduate, I've been able to stay in touch and create a network with many people who are alumni of the University of South Carolina. When you use LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a job post in minutes to reach both your own personal network and a worldwide professional network consisting of up to 810 million people. You can also add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your profile, which helps to find the right people that fit the job description to AT. Using tools like screening questions to filter through candidates and populate viable choices. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the other leading competitors in the industry. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash Locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions still apply. Okay, so now that I've talked about the current high school football targets that South Carolina still seems to have on the recruiting board, let's talk about the numbers game here for the rest of this recruiting cycle and beyond. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is the seniors who are going to completely exhaust eligibility after this next season. There's absolutely no circumstance, at least for the majority of them that I know of, that they could come back this next year. And that is wide receiver Josh Van, defensive end Jordan Strawn, running back Christian Bill Smith, 
Safety Devonnie Reed, Safety RJ Roderick, Linebacker Brad Johnson, Linebacker Sherrod Green, Center Eric Douglas, Offensive Tackle Dylan Wonham, unless he qualified for medical redshirt this past season, Chad Terrell wideout, unless he also got a medical redshirt, one of the two years that he tore his ACL, tight end Nate Atkins, running back Dante Miller, and defensive tackle MJ Webb. That is 11 to 13 players that for no reason can they come back to the team this next season, unless maybe, again, they get hurt, get a medical redshirt, but we're not going to assume that for the purposes of this discussion. There's also a bunch of seniors who have a COVID year of eligibility left to play with. But again, more than likely, most of these guys will probably be gone after this next season. Wide receiver Dakaron Joyner, defensive tackle Rick Sandage, defensive tackle Zach Pickens, wide receiver Marion Brown, wide receiver Xavier Leggett, safety Tyrese Ross, running back DJ Twitty, cornerback Darius Rush, offensive lineman Jalen Nichols, right guard Javon Gwynn, Offensive lineman Wyatt Campbell, tight end Austin Stockner, and center Hank Manos. So at this point, we're talking at least 23 and a maximum of 25 players who could be gone after this next season. And now I'm going to discuss a few underclassmen who are draft eligible that I definitely think could leave for the NFL this next season. Again, barring injury. Starting off with tight end Jaheim Bell, running back Marshawn Lloyd. Defensive end Jordan Birch, wide receiver Antoine Wells Jr., quarterback Spencer Rattler, cornerback Cam Smith, cornerback Marcellus Dial, punter Kai Kroger, interior offensive lineman Vershawn Lee, defensive tackle Alex Huntley, and wide receiver Corey Rucker. Now, obviously, I know that not every single one of these guys is going to leave the team after this season. That would just be a real mass exodus for Shane Beer and the staff to have to deal with. And again, We'll probably end up having another smaller group of super seniors who do decide to come back for one final season in Columbia. But this is the overall list of players that could end up leaving for one reason or another. So based on all of this, I have a grand total of 33 players at the minimum and 35 players at the maximum that could leave. At least this is what I would project. But this does not also include potential transfers that could take place as well. So working off this projection and assuming they all sign, South Carolina currently has 13 commitments in this recruiting class. This leaves around 21, 22 spots. Now, if we assume South Carolina lands Marquis Anderson, Montique Rams, and Vakari Swan, then that would leave around 18 to 19 spots for recruits and transfers. So based on these remaining spots, and obviously the coaching staff will try to figure out how to utilize these spots one way or another for this next season, but I see there being five different positions where South Carolina absolutely has to get another prospect for this cycle. Again, whether it's a high school recruit or a transfer portal guy. Wide receiver, I think we need one or two more wideouts. We're going to lose Josh Fan and Chad Terrell no matter what. We could lose Joyner. We could lose Amarian Brown, Xavier Leggett, Antoine Willis Jr., and Corey Rucker. Again, I know that that probably won't happen, but we cannot take any chances with the amount of upperclassmen we have on the roster right now. South Carolina has definitely got to get one or two more guys. I did mention plenty of targets that they still have on the high school recruiting board. But I will say, I do think it wouldn't hurt South Carolina if maybe they try to go out there and get one portal target potentially at wideout. Tight end, we need to get one guy at the tight end position, and preferably, in my opinion, from the transfer portal. 
We're going to lose Nate Atkins, who, of course, transferred in from East Tennessee State this past offseason. And we are more than likely going to lose Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner as well. That would only leave Travion Keenan for this next season on the roster, along with Sandlin and Connor Cox, who we both have gotten commitments from for this current cycle at the tight end position. That would leave only three guys on the roster that are scholarship players, and two of them being true freshmen. That is not a good spot that we want to be in at tight end. So with Keenan more than likely coming back for his final year, at least as I would project right now, we probably need to get one more tight end, and we've got to get somebody that's got experience, and preferably somebody that maybe can do a little bit of both receiving and blocking in line with the offensive lineman. Now, on offensive line, we definitely need to get at least two more guys, probably from the portal. This is assuming, again, that we get Marquis Anderson. Again, Jatavius Shivers could be a guy that South Carolina decides to push for at some point in this process, and I think that they could definitely get him if they pushed hard enough. But... We do probably need to get one from the portal because as of right now, again, this mass exodus of players we could get this next season. We're going to lose guys like Eric Douglas and Dylan Wonham. We also could lose Jalen Nichols, Javon Gwen, Wyatt Campbell, Hank Monos, and Vershawn Lee. That is a lot of experience that we would be losing right there. And Again, if there's one position, honestly, besides maybe quarterback, that you don't want to have a lot of true freshmen starting in that spot, it would probably be offensive line. South Carolina has got to get someone out of the portal this next offseason. There's no question about that. Otherwise, we're going to probably end up starting three or four underclassmen on the offensive line this next season. And that is something that I think Greg Atkins, Shane Beamer, and the Gamecock coaching staff would like to avoid going into next year. The Gamecocks, in my opinion, would also probably need to add one more edge defender, and I would have to imagine this would have to come from the transfer portal. Listen, Jordan Stride's going to exhaust all his eligibility after this season without a doubt. And Jordan Birch, if he breaks out and has a fantastic year, he could decide to end up bouncing and going to the NFL. That would pretty much leave Terrell Dawkins and... A ragtag bunch of guys that have gotten a bunch of experience in Gilbert Edmond, Tyreek Johnson, and Hot Rod Fenton. But guys that, I just hate to say this, they probably are not starting caliber players in the SEC. Gilbert Edmond probably is the best out of that bunch in terms of that aspect. But I think that South Carolina would need to add another experienced edge defender for sure to pair up with Terrell Dawkins and get along with Monteague Rams. Because, again, we probably don't want to have Monteith Rams coming in here and having to start from day one on this defensive line. And then the last position is defensive back. I definitely think we need to get one or two more defensive backs, and both of them need to be from the portal. And this falls in the same category as the tight end room and the offensive line position. If we don't get a couple of experienced defenders from the transfer portal this next offseason for the defensive back spot... We're going to have a lot of young players that are going to have to grow up real fast for SEC football. And again, along with offensive line, defensive back is probably a position you do not want a lot of true freshmen to be starting. Let's be honest. You don't want to have a lot of true freshmen starting in your starting lineup in general, but there's just a couple positions where the mistakes and room for error would be drastically higher and more noticeable on the football field. And those positions include the offensive line spot and the defensive back spot. And while South Carolina has recruited well at the defensive back position 
for the 2022 cycle and so far in 2023 and are adding a lot of quality and quantity at the same time. This is not a risk I think the Gamecock coaching staff is going to want to take. They need to get a couple guys, in my opinion, out of the transfer portal for the defensive back spot when it's all said and done. So with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. What are y'all's thoughts on the roster makeup potentially exiting the 2022 season? I know that that's looking really far ahead, but are there certain guys that maybe you think that I didn't mention that probably won't be on the roster this time next year? What positions do you think we still need to attack really hard on the recruiting front? And do you have any particular preferences to where we should go attack the portal from a position standpoint? Again, offensive line, defensive back would be my picks, but you might have a different opinion. And if you do, I want to hear your thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on an audio podcast app, wherever you listen to your podcast daily, then be sure to go on Twitter and tweet a message to me at a lion underscore SC. I want to have more in-depth conversations with y'all so that I can get an even better feel of sort of how y'all are feeling about the team going into next season and potentially leaving next season as well. But again, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope that y'all have a great Friday and a fantastic weekend, and I'll catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.